This is the second time we're looking at Paul's prayer in Colossians 1, 9-12, where he prays like this, On account of this, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So, Father, as we look at prayer, I pray. I pray over this prayer that we would understand something about prayer how Paul did it, how he thought about it, who it was for. So make us people of prayer, like Paul was, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. On account of this, what does this refer to? On account of this, from the day we heard, heard what? We haven't ceased to pray. So let's go back and answer those questions. In the preceding paragraph, Paul had already begun at the very beginning of the letter to pray. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. So he began the very first thing in his letter to say he was praying for them since, because, and then everything from there to the end of the paragraph is why he was praying. And he doesn't get to what he's praying until verse 9. So, since here, we pray because we heard of your faith corresponds to on account of this. So, on account of what we are praying. And he says, we're praying on account of your faith. We heard of your faith and we heard of your love. And then in between that and this, namely Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love, this love in the Spirit. In between there comes, it's all based on the hope laid up for you in heaven, which is grounded in the gospel, which is the gospel of God's grace. So in the middle here, We have the basis of their faith and their love, and then we have their love, not doesn't mention faith here, and that is the reason Paul is praying for them. So I'm praying because I heard of your faith, I heard of your love, it's all based in the gospel. Epaphras told us about your love in the Spirit, and on account of this, Now he's back to praying. And the praying now is what he's praying, not just that he's praying. And what they heard, what he heard here, is what Epaphras made known. So he made known their faith, he made known their love in the Spirit. Paul is thrilled with what he's heard. And because of what he's heard, from the first day he heard it, he is now praying. So let's just stop there and let that sink in. This prayer here is the way to pray for growing Christians. 
Christians, you, you might look at somebody and say, they don't need my prayer, <laughs> right? They don't need my prayer for spiritual wisdom and understanding and walking in a matter worthy of the Lord and being pleasing to God and bearing fruit because they're growing in their faith and their love in the Holy Spirit. That's not the way Paul thought. Paul looked at a successful ministry in Colossae that he himself didn't start. He sees people growing in their faith, growing in their love for each other, and he says, okay, now I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray without ceasing for these growing saints. That's important because you might think, I'm only going to pray for people who haven't even got started yet, or little baby Christians who are stumbling along. Well, yes, by all means, pray for that. But let this text inform us every Christian needs to be prayed for. I do not cease to pray for you. That probably means every day. Or let's just put it like this. He never got to a point in his ministry where he said, okay, they don't, they don't need to be prayed for anymore. I don't think this means he prayed 50 times a day for them. It means he prayed regularly and he didn't call it off. There didn't come a time when he said, okay, they've reached a point where I don't, pray to, I don't need to pray for them anymore. That's what I think doesn't cease to pray for them means. So he hasn't ceased to pray. That's the general word. Asking is the more specific way he prayed, namely petition. He's asking God to do something. And all of this is what he's asking God to do. And the first thing is that they may be filled with the knowledge of his will. But before we go there, I'm going to go there next time and talk about knowledge of his will. What kind of will is meant here? And how do you get filled with it? What does it even mean to be filled with knowledge of will? But let's just end today by thinking a little longer about not ceasing to pray for a church. And the reason I linger here is because I think a lot of us, when we think about prayer, we think, okay, there's a need. I'll pray once. Maybe I'll pray twice. Maybe I'll pray three times for this particular need. And if there's no answer, we think crisis. And that's kind of the model we have. Here's a need. Pray, with, pray once, pray twice, pray three times. Shoot, nothing's happening. What's wrong here? I must be defective in faith, or it's against God's will, or something's wrong. Now, Paul here seems to me to hold up a very different conception of prayer. From the first day, here he is, on account of this, from the day we heard of it, we started praying. So here's day one. I just heard there's great news from Colossae. They are uh, believing. They are loving each other. Day one, I'm praying all of this for Colossae. Day two, I'm praying for them. Day three, I'm praying for them. Day four, I'm praying for them. Day 1,000, three years later, I'm praying for them. Now, that doesn't fit so well into my little model here that I see a need, I pray once or twice, it happens or it doesn't happen, and something's wrong. 
What's the difference? The difference, it seems to me, is that Paul's conception is that he is working with God, working with God, a fellow worker with God on behalf of the Colossians, and he's doing his part by prayer. He sees prayer as a ministry daily to the Colossians. It's a daily investment in bringing down this kind of blessing upon the Colossians. It's as if he were there and preaching, only he's doing it by prayer. Here's a, here's a picture from chapter 4, where Epaphras is described as doing this for the Colossians. So Epaphras is from Colossae. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you. So he's with Paul. Always, 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 without ceasing. Every day, day one, day two, day three, he's been gone, what, three months? So day 90, struggling on your behalf. He's doing this. He's wrestling with God on their behalf every day in his prayers that you may stand mature, fully assured. That's not a picture of, okay, there's a need. I'll pray once. I'll pray twice. I'll pray three times. Ah, it's not happening. I will stop because I must not be a believer or this must not be what God once prayed for. It's a totally different conception of prayer. It's, it's as though prayer is an investment in the life of the Colossians for all of this. So I would, I would just say that if you've got somebody you care about, they're not a believer, they are a believer, they're a mature believer, a baby believer, don't think, okay, i got to ask this, if it doesn't happen, something's wrong. Think this way. I'm going to build my life into their life in, very, in, in, in several ways. I'm going I'm to love them, I'm going to write to them, I'm going to talk to them, I'm going to do things with them. I'm going to meet their needs, and I'm going to pray for them without ceasing. And my prayer is going to be conceived not of one and done or three and done, but a hundred and ongoing, because on day one, when I pray, God does something. On day two, God does something. On day three, God does something. God never ignores the prayers of his children. What kind of a father would he be? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father give good things to those who ask him? He's going to give a good thing. And this may be a thousand times now that you've asked various ways and just ask the Lord, do day one work, do day two work, do day three work, do day 1,000 work, and oh God, may your glorious saving will be done in their lives, just like Paul without ceasing, built his life in to the Colossians. Next time, what kind of will is meant here?